Welcome to episode 7 of the Fastening Pod. Top 10 reasons to buy a fitness monitor. In today's episode, we'll go through the normal weekly review. We'll go through the top 10 reasons to buy a fitness monitor. But before we start, I'd just like to make a bit of an apology. There was supposed to be a part three of the Food for Fasting mini-series, which we started the week before last and continued last week. And I've got to be honest, I completely forgot about number three. So that will be happening next week. Meanwhile, let's roll those titles. He's not a medical professional. He's not a nutritionist. He's not a best-selling author. He's not even an athlete. But he is a man who's passionate about the fast 5-2 diet. He wants to try and get everybody to be able to achieve their health goals whilst having their cake and eating it. And here he is, the man himself. It's Ben Hampson. Hello, and you're more than welcome. How are you doing in January 2020? Are you achieving all your goals? I hope you are. And let's get on with the weekly review. But before we start talking about me, how are you doing with your weekly review? Are you getting there? Are you finding you're encountering problems? For example, have you plateaued? Have you considered doing 4-3 or alternative day alternative day fasting let me know if you want to get in touch as always ben at tdpod.com var email or you can get me via direct message instagram fasting.pod so i've come down 700 grams which is good news much better than last week so i'm now down to 70.7 kilograms and I'm hoping that this will be my last week of 4-3. Yay! So back on to 5-2 next week. My resting heart rate's down by one beat per minute to 60 beats per minute. My blood pressure is still the same. So I've the lower figure of the blood pressure is slightly high. It's sort of a medium. Um, so it's not, not to worry about, but uh, I'd ideally like to reduce that. Now, let me tell you about grapefruit. Grapefruit is the best thing ever. It really does seem to be working. Now, obviously, I've got to wait until I weigh in on Saturday to see whether it's worked weight wise. But certainly from the point of view of being cold, I found it's been a real improvement this week. So that is amazing. So let's get on now with the main segment of this episode. Fitness monitors. Now, really, there's three types, broadly speaking. You've got your sort of pedometer, where you're just recording your steps and distance. You've got your fitness monitor, which is sort of recording sort of key metrics like heart rate, steps, distance, maybe floors that you've climbed, calories, perhaps, all those kind of things. And then you've got kind of what I would term like the smartwatch which is basically a fitness monitor and some other items. So, for example, some smartwatches can be completely independent from a phone. Some can, you can play your music on them. Some you can make payments on. So what are the top 10 reasons to buy a fitness monitor? Number one, it's automatic. How, how do you 
take your heart rate and work out how many beats per minute. I'm guessing you obviously time it for 60 seconds and count your heart rate. But what happens if you get it wrong and all that kind of thing? What happens if you use a pedometer? Where do you write everything down? What happens if you forget for a day? If you've got a fitness monitor, effectively, you don't need to worry about that. You wear it either as a watch or round your neck or put it in your pocket. I would always recommend the watch aspect because certainly if you're doing heart rate, you really want it sort of next to the skin. And essentially data is then synchronized with the application. So being automatic, amazing. You don't have to think about it. Number two, consistency. It logs in the same way every day. It doesn't forget. As long as you don't forget to put your actual fitness monitor on, it's always going to be logging. So it's going to be logging your steps. It's going to be logging the distance. It's going to be logging your heart rate, the floors you've climbed. If you've got it on at night, it's going to be recording your sleep. It's consistent. What does that mean? Number three, you can track your progress. So the fitness monitor, generally speaking, synchronizes to an app. That app then records your daily progress, weekly progress, monthly progress, annual progress. And it works out key stats. So it works out your daily average steps, for example, and your daily average distance your resting heart rate from the heart rate data it gets. The types of exercise you perform. So have you done you know, two walks and you've done some elliptical training or something like that? And if you wear it at night, records your sleep. What does that mean? You can then look back at that data and track how you're doing. It also allows you to monitor your health. Number four. You can look at the app and see if your distance, for example, is going up or your steps are going up each day. And that gives you a chance to make decisions to increase that kind of behavior. So if you, for example, set yourself a goal of getting to 10,000 steps and consistently you're getting to 8,000, what can you do? to get those extra 2,000 steps. Now, if you're a real saddo like I was, when I wasn't doing that many steps, I would end up walking around the house if I got to something like 8,500 for 1,500 steps until I got to 10,000. Now, it's a bit weird, but actually it meant that I got to 10,000. And that 10,000 would then meant, once I got there, that I then thought, well, do you know what? I'm going to try for 12,000. So I but in an extra hour's walking a day, and that's how I got to 12,000. Look at, you know, your resting heart rate. So, for example, when I first started, my resting heart rate was 80. It's now 60. So I've seen a massive improvement, and I can see, and I can feel, more importantly, much more healthy. If your app, and obviously your by by the same token your fitness monitor monitors your exercise related to your heart rate you get something called active minutes or in the case of an apple watch it's it's the exercise ring what you find is as your 
resting heart rate goes down, you achieve that much more easily because effectively you're going from, say, 60 beats per minute to 80, 90, 100 beats per minute on a, on a walk, whereas normally you'd perhaps be going from 80 to perhaps 100, and it's not such a bigger bigger rise, in which case what you find is you get a bit more frustrated because you get less exercise or active minutes. So the fitter you get, the easier it is to achieve those. Also, if you're apps monitoring the times you stand up or the times you move during the day, that is going to improve health. Because as we've said before, one of the biggest killers these days is the fact that people sit down an awful lot, much more than they did before. If your app records your sleep, you can actually have a look and analysis. And I've got to be honest, when I first had my fitness monitor, I didn't really rate sleep. I thought, well, I'm getting sleep every night. That's that's all I have to worry about. It's quite interesting when you wake up the next day and perhaps you feel a bit tired and think, well, I've got the normal hours that I get sleeping. And you have a look. Essentially, it maps out whether you've been in a deep sleep, an REM, so like a dream sleep, sleep state or you're a light sleeper or you've been awake and I found to my surprise that actually I've hardly got any deep sleep or REM sleep and most of my sleep for that particular night has been light sleep and then you kind of realize well that's probably why I'm tired. Number five abnormal behavior. By monitoring normal then you understand what abnormal is. So for example if I know that I've got a 80 resting heart rate and I walk on a standard walk and essentially it goes up to 120, that's fine. If, however, I know I have a resting heart rate of 80 and it suddenly goes way above 120 beats per minute and I'm just sitting down, I know there's an underlying issue there that I need to deal with. By understanding normal you can then essentially quickly understand what abnormal is and make steps to deal with that. When it comes to things like the heart, it's really important to deal with it very quickly. Also, generally with the apps, you can also monitor your diet. So for example, my fitness monitor works out how many calories I burn each day. I've then got another application, which I've talked about before, the NutriCheck application which essentially synchronizes with my fitness application and it then tells the application what I've eaten. I can then compare and contrast what I've burnt versus what I've eaten. And that gives me a really good indication as to how I'm doing. It also allows me to monitor how much water I've had each day, which also is very, very good to understand how I'm doing and something that I wouldn't be able to do if I didn't have a fitness monitor. Also, weight loss. Although the fitness monitor tells me what my current weight is, it can't actually tell me about my weight loss. However, each week I log that to the application. Now, I happen to use scales that also synchronize with the application. And effectively, that then gives me a historical view on how I'm doing weight-wise. What that does then also is tell me how I'm doing body fat percentage wise and BM 
eye-wise because that's part of what my scales give me too. And that then gives me an idea as to how I'm doing. And it gives me a chance to stay motivated. Number eight, which I think is what a fitness monitor really gives you. You can see when your weight loss is improving. You can see how you're doing and how your exercise is progressing. And it keeps you motivated to do more. And after all, that's what it's all about. Also, a lot of the apps allow you to be accountable. Accountable by being able to share your information. Now, you choose the information you want to share. And I would always say that when you first start, I wouldn't recommend this strategy. But as you get into the things and get a group of people that you're happy sharing your statistics with, it's really good to challenge not only yourself, but also pitch yourself against them. And it's quite fun sometimes if you get teased because maybe you haven't done as many steps as perhaps your peer had done. However, it's even better when you don't tell them that you're going on a long walk and then they suddenly go, oh, hold on a minute, what are you doing? Your steps are way higher than mine. But with all of it, you're being accountable. And if you're being accountable, you're very, very likely to make sure you lose weight. For me, it's really great doing this podcast because I'm accountable to you guys, to the community, to make sure I can't really put on any weight because if I do... I'm accountable to you guys and you guys are going to go, well, hold on a minute. If you're putting on weight, that's that's not good. I mean, it, it don't get me wrong. It does happen. And I wanted to prove at Christmas time that I could do my special project and put on weight and get rid of the weight, which I which I am doing with you guys in January. However, you know, it's it's really important to be accountable. And I think ultimately, number to reason number 10 to have a fitness monitor is you build better habits. I quite often go back to the data I've recorded. Now I look at my weight and I'm amazed, you know, I've gone from 94 kilos when I weighed myself. I mean, I think I was a lot more than that to now 70 kilos. I look at some of the steps that I've done in previous years and now what I do. And I, I really have improved it. And the only reason I've improved it is because each week I've looked at what I've done and try to improve it a bit more. Each month I've done it. Each year I've done it. And it makes you feel really happy. And you you don't even realise that you're developing those better habits. But you're just, by monitoring, that's exactly what you're doing. What do I have fitness monitor wise? I'm sure you'd love to know. Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm a bit of a weirdo, I'm afraid. Because I've got two systems. I'd always recommend that you probably go down the one system route. The only reason I've got two system is because I started off with Fitbit and I like Fitbit and I've got four years worth of Fitbit data. In fact, sorry, five years worth of Fit, Fitbit data. And I wanted to keep that. So I have a Fitbit Charge 2 and a Fitbit Charge 3. You can't get the charge two anymore. You can only get the charge three. And I pretty much use that for monitoring distant steps, heart rate, the amount of floors that I do. So up and down the stairs, my weight information and my calorie information. And I find that's really amazing. It, I think 
because I wear my charge two during the night and my charge three during the day, I'm constantly monitoring everything 24 hours. So I do think some of the figures are much more favorable. I also have an Apple Watch. Now I did have an Apple Watch three and I've very recently gone to an Apple Watch five. And I find from a the point of understanding things and making things very easy, Apple have three rings. So they have a move ring, an exercise ring and a stand ring. And it's much easier to understand how you've done during the day. With Fitbit, you kind of have to get an understanding as to what your steps are during the day. They do give, obviously give you an average kind of steps that you've done over a week or so. But with the Apple Watch, it's just so much easier seeing those rings and understanding how you're doing. I also like the fact with my Apple Watch that I can be independent of my phone. So if I'm taking my dog for a walk, I don't actually have to take my phone with me. And I find that kind of really useful. So what would I recommend? Well, if you're interested in any of these, please do go to the resources section, https www.tdpod.com forward slash resources with a capital R. Please note, though, the links on there are affiliate links. If you choose to buy, I will receive a small commission, but it's at no cost to you. So from my recommendation point of view, if you're sort of budget conscious and you want a fit bit sort of monitor or a fitness monitor that kind of is really sturdy, amazing to use, then I would recommend the Fitbit Charge 3. You can also get the Fitbit Inspire. I haven't tried that. My sister has one and is very pleased with it. The only thing I would say that is a slight downside to the Inspire over the Charge 3 is it doesn't record flaws. But if you're okay with that, it does record your heart rate. Make sure you get the heart rate one though. Um, and, and, and I think those are really good for the sort of budget conscious and it will give you all the stats that you need. If you want something that's a bit more easier to understand and like an entry level smartwatch, then I would definitely say the Apple Watch 3 is a really good one to go for. And if you're not conscious about sort of money at all and you want to have the ECG functionality that allows you to see what your sinus rhythm is, then I can thoroughly recommend the Apple Watch 5. If I had to make a choice and I wasn't so invested in Fitbit, I would definitely go down the Apple Watch 5 route. So what have we gone through today we've gone through the normal weekly review we've gone through the top 10 reasons to get a fitness monitor it's automatic you get consistency you can track your progress you can monitor your health gives an indication of abnormal behavior you can monitor your diet monitor weight loss stay motivated be accountable and build better habits and i've also gone through which ones that I recommend. Next week, we're going to go through part three of the Food for Fasting mini series. So looking forward to speaking to you on that. And all that's left for me to say is happy fasting. <laughs>